Hello, hello, this is Lauren Provost. (laughs) That sounded so weird. So I'm new to podcasts and um, just to introduce myself, I am a photographer. I am a full-time student. I am a fun captain extraordinaire. And today I have a very special guest with me on Through the Lens. I'm so excited to bring y'all this podcast. Um, It's something that I didn't think I would enjoy as much as I do. And um, this is my first fully recorded episode. So without further ado, I will introduce one of my best friends and mentors, Miss McKenna Bush. Bush in front of me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and we're going to be starting on episode one of Through the Lens, the podcast. I'm so with honored. Lauren. I know it's so exciting. <laughs> so, McKenna, how do I know you? Um, well, I was your TA first. Off. Are you still oh, are? I still am. Yeah, I still am. Um, in the wild times of COVID, three thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just a really special class. Honestly, my first class because y'all are the first class I had of the day. And even though I TA 314 too, it was all on Zoom, but y'all are the only ones that I had in person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we all have like a pretty tight bond. Yeah. That group of us. McKenna so. is also, I think she's in between my sister's age and my age. So I see her as like my big sister <laughs> away from home. Wait, how old is your sister? She is four years older than me. So I'm 21. That makes her 25. Okay. Oh, 26 yeah. this weekend. She, oh. oh no, she turned 26 last weekend. I have her birthday present and everything. Oh, so yeah, yeah she's she too. So there you go. Yeah. So she's somewhere in between us, and <laughs> she's like my big sister. She gives me all the advice, all the good stuff, which is why I wanted to bring her on today. And I figured we'd talk about, I guess, self care, self love, how to stay, I guess, sane in COVID. <laughs> Try to <laughs> Try to stay sane in COVID, um, because we often have lots of conversations about that in Very class, true. outside of class, all the good stuff. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Do you want me to give, like, a proper intro? You can. Like, my whole life? Story. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> um, so, as Warren said, I'm a TA for the department, and I am pursuing my master's degree. First year, almost done. <laughs> um, focusing in instructional design, and I got both of my undergrads from the department, so I've been in the shoes of the kids I TA. I say kids. They're, like, the same age as me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I did a double major, Ag Common Journalism, Ag Leadership and Development in undergrad, and then came back for my master's, and so here I am, but yeah. And for those who are not listening from Texas A&M University, um, we are in the Agricultural Leadership Education and Communications Department at Texas A&M. Yes. Big whoop. So for those who aren't at Texas A&M, we're a cult and we're proud of it. (laughs) We're somewhere in between the College of Ag and not. And being leadershipy and fun and everybody's friends, everybody knows each other. It's awesome. Yeah, I always say our department is like a home away from home or... Yes. Like a family. And I always tell people, because I used to work in the College of Engineering in undergrad, and I always tell people that our department is unique as compared to pretty much any other department on campus because we're large enough that we still have a lot of opportunities and there's a lot of people but we're small enough that you still have that family atmosphere and you can still like come up to the department and talk to the professors and talk to the TAs and it's like everyone knows each other my professor for my second round of ag journalism courses who is 
Uh, her name is Dr. Deborah Dunsford. We love her. Love her. Dr. Deb. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's who um, McKenna is TAing under this semester. And so McKenna and Dr. Deb teach me. Dr. Deb, if you don't know her, she is this queen of a person. Um, like, if McKenna is my sister away from home, she's my mom away from home. <laughs> we love her. She just offers the best advice. I would totally bring her on, but, you know, she's got her own, her own little <laughs> thing going on. She has a puppy named Chance. Oh, so McKenna cute. actually just got a, a puppy, too. Yes. You want to tell them about that? Yeah, so I got a Britney Spaniel, and actually every day I would get in the car with Dr. Deb to go to, not every day, but when we had class, i uh, get in the car with Dr. Deb, and literally, I think it was a week or two weeks before I got Piper, my Britney Spaniel. Um, I told Dr. Deb, I was like, Dr. Deb, I'm so close to getting a dog. And she was like, don't do it. <laughs> and then McKenna did it. <laughs> and then I she did, did it. it. And then I texted, I actually texted Dr. Deb and I was like, Dr. Deb, I did a thing. And she's like, what did you do? And I was like, I got a puppy. And she's like, oh no. She's like, do as I say, not as I do. Right. And I was like, yeah, something like that. <laughs> but it all worked out. Yeah. She's so good. She's so sweet. She's very soft. Yes. Very well behaved for being a puppy. I know. I really looked out. She's, or a dog in general, because I've seen some not well-behaved dogs. <laughs> yeah. She was being a little heathen this morning, but now she's ready for her nap, so. <laughs> there you go. All right, so, McKenna, do you want to tell us about, like, your daily routine? Yeah. Um, so, like, waking up to hitting your head on the pillow at night. What do I what do? What do you do? Okay. Well, it's changed since I've gotten a puppy. Fair enough. So, <laughs> typically, I... Semi start my day around 2.45 a.m. when I take Piper out for her first bathroom break. Um, sometimes if she's really exhausted, she won't wake up until like 5.45, almost 6. Um, so I usually get up a couple times and then go back to bed. And after her last potty break around 6, um, if it's close enough to 6.30, I'll go ahead and feed her. But if not, I'll just put her in my bed, which she sleeps in her crate during the night. But so I can sleep more. <laughs> I let her sleep in my bed in the morning and she usually settles down. And then I, when it's time to get up, I'll get up. First thing I do is go to my espresso machine, <laughs> make some coffee. Same. <laughs> and, uh, typically we'll try and drink that. And I'm usually putting up dishes or kind of tidying up the house and whatnot. Um, and then I start getting ready for the day make sure she's fed, make sure she's occupied with something so she's not chewing up the entire house. Um, and then I get ready and pack my lunch, put her in her crate and go to work. And then my days always start with office hours and typically no one comes, RIP. <laughs> um, I try to, no, it's okay. <laughs> The ones that don't need to come, come, and the ones that do need to come, don't Should come. come. Yeah. Um, so go to your office hours, people. Um, so I typically have, and all of our office hours are on Zoom, so I typically have my laptop set up and I have it open just in case anyone comes in, and then I'm working on whatever. And um, then typically we'll have lecture for a class that ITA, and then lab, and then come back grade. Sometimes I have class in between. So basically just a hodgepodge of grading, TAing, doing homework, meetings, sometimes like a webinar or something. And then typically get home, depending on the day, it's either like a little after four or maybe a little before four. Um, let her out, play with her, uh, her being Piper, the dog, <laughs> and um, get some energy out of her because she's typically been in the crate most of the day. My roommates helped me um, like feed her 
um, in the afternoon and uh, play with her a little bit, let her go potty and whatnot. So I try to work on some obedience with her um, and all of that. And then I'll try and do some homework um, or finish some grading up or something. And then pretty much every day at 5.30, I go to spin class at Piranha. Um, Piranha Fitness Studio here in College Station is where I work out. Um, and get my butt whooped by Lindsay, who's my favorite instructor. <laughs> I need a Lindsay in my life. I really do. She has been coming for me lately. Um, if you're not familiar with Spin, there's a song called the Sprint Home Song. Oh, gosh. And lately, I mean, you full out Sprint. And it'll be like 30-second <laughs> sprints, or there's one song where it's like four sets of sprints. So, I mean, there's tons of different ways to do it. But yesterday, for example, I requested this song, and it's I Bet My Life by the Imagine Dragons, Lost Oh, Kings yes, remix. I have heard that. So Oh, I haven't heard the remix. I do so know the song. There's so many remixes, but the Lost Kings one is, the like, the best. And so I was like, hey, Lindsay, can we do this song for our Sprint Home today? And she's like, yeah. So um, she at, at the end, she was, we were getting ready for our second sprint, and, she's, and the, the sprints on this song are long. They're, like, 45 seconds. And she goes, all right, McKinney, you asked for it. She's like, stand up and let's go. Like, before the, like, bridge into this part where we would start sprinting. So it's like an extra, like, 25 seconds. And so I get up, I'm by myself, and then she's like, all right, anyone else that wants to go with her, get up. So then, like, some other people get up and start going. And then we're, like, in the section where you're actually sprinting. And by the end of it, I swear it was, like, a 60-second sprint. And I was like, dude, why? (laughs) Why did you ask for that? coming for me. And she made me do it on a different song the other day. Anyway, so yes, suffice to say, I leave there thoroughly sweaty and exhausted. I can only imagine. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then I come back home. By then, it's like 6.30-ish. Feed Piper, uh, let her out to the bathroom, go on a walk, and... And sometimes it'll be with one of my other friends that's in grad school. She has a Brittany Spaniel, too, and lives up the street. So we'll take him on a walk, or we'll take my roommate's dog um, on a walk, too. So it just kind of depends on the day. Um, But she always gets a walk-in. And then typically homework, eat dinner after that. And then around 8.39, she goes into her crate for the night. And then I can actually, like, really get stuff done. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But by then, I'm pretty exhausted since I'm, like, not really getting a whole lot of sleep slash up really early. Um, so then I try to go to bed pretty early and then do it all over again. So yeah, do it all over again. Day in the life. Just a day in the life. I feel that. (laughs) So I guess for me, my routine is really not a routine at all. Um, it kind of varies from day to day. So I actually have been doing product photography for Aggie Land Outfitters very consistently. So much fun. I love the team there. Shout out to Aggie Land Outfitters. Um, so I go in there about twice a week. I also have my own photography clients and I'm completely smacked right now with all of the grads that we have going on. Um, and I'm so excited for everybody. It's exciting because I get my Aggie ring this weekend. Absolute whoop. And, um, I feel like the graduation, uh, what's it called? Like the tingles, like the, I'm so excited. Yes. I'm so excited. It's almost here, (laughs) but so far I just got to finish strong Um, It's kind of getting to me, and it makes me a little bit more excited to take these pictures. I actually just showed McKenna, um, our good friend Carly, who's also in class with me. Shout out Agcom 313 and 314. Um, I just showed her Carly's pictures, and we were just, like, swooning over them because... I know. I'm just so excited (laughs) for everybody. Like, even the people that I don't know, it's just exciting to see them and learn their stories. Um, So I do spend a lot of time with that. Um, 
I'll go to class. I typically have at least two classes a day. On Fridays, I don't. It, it is a Friday as we're recording this. Yes. So we're just hanging out, <laughs> kind of doing what we want. Um, so for today, I woke up at about 8.39. I don't wake up as early as McKenna, but well, okay. <laughs> yeah, she is an early riser. <laughs> I'm not a morning person. Um, I typically will wake up for my first class of the day around 8.39, um, get some coffee in me try to eat breakfast which is something that i'm trying to be better about i need to be better about that Ugh, i just my stomach doesn't want to eat it doesn't (laughs) yeah i try to do coffee and greens in the morning and one of my friends is like you have to eat breakfast before you Mm -hmm. drink coffee it's so bad for you i know "Mm, sorry (laughs) it's bad It, it is really bad but i mean hey it is what it is i do what i can so after I eat breakfast or my coffee or maybe both, who knows, um, I will go into Aggieland Outfitters. Um, usually I have a shot list of what I want to do for the day. Um, so I'll go pull products. If I have a model um, for clothes, we'll do that. It really just depends on what they're looking for for the week. Um, typically our awesome social team will let me know and let the store managers know what we want to promote. Um, and it's actually the store managers who do promote the best things. Um, you know, they know their store the best. They are amazing with merchandising there. There's never a day where I walk into the store and it looks the same. And I am just like in awe of how they do that because I used to work in boutiques in high school. Um, I actually worked at Buckle for a year before I moved here. Um, so I, I'm no stranger to retail, but I'm just in awe with like the amount of talent they have there. Um, So after that, I'll go to my second class of the day, and um, typically I get out about four o'clock from classes, and then I'll go deal with clients. Um, Typically, my grad sessions or whatever I'm doing for the day will be one to two hours, um, usually on the two-hour side, just because campus is, like, kind of hard to get to. Yeah. You, like, have to figure out different places to park. You might get a ticket. You might not. (laughs) You got to take some chances. Yeah. Like, it's... It's like we already pay $500 to park in one lot, so we can't park there. It's crazy. Um, So shout out (laughs) A&M. People always, funny story, people always say that, so when I went to Tech, yeah, fun fact, went to Tech my freshman year, 1210, don't recommend, but hey, there's a place for everybody. There's a place for everybody, and Tech just wasn't my place, and that's okay. But I remember so vividly, they would always say on the tours and stuff that Texas Tech is the largest campus in Texas, or in the nation. Other than the Air Force Academy, and it's because they get to count the runway. And then I get here to A and M, and like Tech's a pretty big campus. Yeah, it but is. I get to I here to A and M, and I'm like, there's no way the A and M's main campus isn't bigger than Tech's or all of campus because we literally have campus like all the way yeah, out to out Snook. to Relis. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm like, how, how, how? Which maybe <laughs> maybe they don't make that claim anymore. Granted, this was like four years ago, five years ago that they made this claim. So like maybe they didn't, but. I mean, main campus hasn't grown since then, but I swear, like, getting from West Campus to main campus is a workout. Oh my gosh, yes. So, if you're, like, running around doing photos, and, like, say you're doing photos at the gardens, and then you're like, oh, we gotta go to the admin building, that's yeah. a good <laughs> 30 to 45 minute walk. So, so, to mitigate the walk, we just drive <laughs> and risk getting a ticket, which is fun. I've gotten a ticket before. Um, I've had, like, three people who have gotten tickets with me, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, big whoop for paying for parking passes, but not actually getting to park everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, after that, I will turn it in for the night, go home. Um, so yeah, sometimes I don't get home till eight or nine. It's fun, but I am tired. 
still have homework to do, still have editing to do. So I'll try to get that done during the day in between classes if I can. Um, sometimes if I am on a lecture and, you know, I can kind of listen, pop in with my thoughts, I will do that and I'll edit because it's kind of a mindless thing once you get presets going. Um, but yeah, get that done. Try to send off as many as I can and then also try to do homework in between all of that. And then at about 10, 11 o'clock, I'm exhausted. <laughs> so I, I take a nice shower and hit my head on the pillow and start it all over again for the next day. So yeah. That's all you can do. I know. Daily routines. Good Night stuff. showers are elite to morning showers. Oh my gosh. They are. I will say that. Because <clears throat> you got to wash off the day. Especially now with all yes. the pollen. I'm like, I can't go to Ugh, bed and like sleep pollen. in the pollen. Ugh. Yeah, and you just, like, like I said, after walking around campus, it's nasty. Mm -hmm. Nasty, nasty. I am definitely, excuse me, I'm definitely a night shower girl. Definitely. Okay, so, big question, weighted question. Do you prefer having plans, or are you a fly by the seat of your pants? I, so, I'm an Enneagram type 1. Okay, okay. So, I live and die by a plan. Yes. And my Google (laughs) Calendar is my lifeline, and... Used to I used to be a planner person, but then I got into Google Calendar like sophomore year, mm-hmm. and I like it because you can change it. And I used to be very rigid in my planning and would not deviate from said plan. Yeah, and that's unrealistic, <laughs> and I learned that. And so now I'm a little bit more go with the flow. Um, so like it, it doesn't cause me immense stress or like anxiety or anything to like a plan to change or whatever. But even on like vacation and stuff, I'm the person in my family that's like, okay, this day we're doing this and this day we're doing this. And <laughs> oh no. We've got to go to these things. And obviously it's a loose plan because everyone else in my family is like not about. Yeah. Like, but yeah. for me, it just helps me to know here's an outline. Mm-hmm. And even if something happens and it doesn't go that way, that's okay. But at least I know like these are the things I have to get done or like this is kind of what the day looks like. Exactly. For me, it's just super helpful. So, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely a plan person. I keep a Google calendar and two planners. So I have a client planner for my photography, um, a personal planner for myself, and then my Google calendar, which stays on my phone because sometimes I just don't have my planners with me. And it's so much easier to just, like, slap that on there. Um, Because there have been times when I just straight up forget something. Yep. (laughs) I'm not a forgetful person. I just have so much on my plate. I promise. Yes. I love, love, love getting stuff done. Um, Obviously, we don't like getting bad grades or skipping out on photography sessions. So, yeah. I, I would say I'm definitely a planned, not planned person. I'm the same way. Like, it doesn't cause me grief to skip something or not be able to make something, but I love to know what's going on. Yeah, for sure. So do you have any organization tips? So you said that you keep a a planner and a Google calendar, or you don't keep a planner anymore. I keep planners. (laughs) I just have a Google calendar now. Um, Organization-wise for school, or just saying anything, um, I really like, so for me, everything has its place, whether that, and I, I would say... I'm not, like, home edit level organization with, like, compartments for everything. Oh, yeah. But... Like, I, um, Marie Kondo. Have you seen yes. her? Oh, I love oh that gosh. lady. Her and the home edit are, like... Yes, beautiful. I want to be them. But that <laughs> takes a lot of money to, like... Get all that stuff to be that organized. But, like, in our pantry, for example, like, we have baskets and, like, mm-hmm. snacks in one thing. And, you know, like, health stuff. Like, protein bars or whatever in another thing. Um... Yeah. I mean, for me, everything just really has its place. Yeah. Same. 
that kind of helps me stay organized but I'm the same way I am I can get messy but never unorganized if that makes yes. sense yes. like I'm not dirty I can like kind of have clothes over here and clothes over there but I know where everything goes yes. so I'm definitely an organized person as well yeah my room always spotless that's another thing I always pick up all the time so yeah I'm always picking up you know what? It's crazy because it makes me anxious to not pick up. Mm-hmm. But lately, I just have not had the time to. So as soon as I get home today, that's on my <laughs> daily routine. <laughs> I'm going to be cleaning and picking up. And I'm a deep cleaner, too. Yep. Like, I deep clean. Deep cleaning is, like, therapy to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I, I anxious clean. Yes. So whenever, like, it, it's a control thing. Yeah. Your body <laughs> wants, your mind feels as if it's in control if you can control something and cleaning is something that you can easily control yeah and so that's like my go-to and actually today's house cleaning day i need to i'll also be cleaning today there you go (laughs) so (laughs) well i have family coming in so i figured i would but either way cleaning therapy yes (laughs) way cheaper than therapy but (laughs) same effect right yeah so me and mckenna have actually have a lot have had a lot of conversations lately about just feeling like completely burnt out and i know you are a grad student i am not (laughs) but (laughs) girl it's been rough this semester has just hit different yeah and it's like pre-covid but not but still covid times and it's just it's bad like all of my classes are online how about you yeah mine are all online i have two that are completely like asynchronous and one that meets on zoom um so yeah, all online. Basically. I hate online. Hate it. And I'm so excited because Texas A&M just gave university um, instruction that we're going to be all in person in the fall. So my last Great. semester at A&M, McKenna, how much longer do you have in your... I have another year. Another year. Yeah. There you go. So McKenna's going back to, I guess, being in Pretty person. <laughs> I get one last good semester here and I never thought I'd see it happen. So I'm, I'm happy. But this semester between... A winter storm in our semester already being cut short because of COVID. No spring break. Oh, my gosh. I feel like everybody and their mom is just feeling it. Yeah. Just really bad. (laughs) Yeah. Even from students that I have in class to peers and friends that I have Mm -hmm. in my classes, everyone is just done. Like, we are doing pretty much the bare minimum (laughs) to to get by, it feels and, and that's really hard because in grad school especially, and I know a lot of y'all that I yeah. have in class, are very high achievers and you don't allow yourselves to do the bare minimum, but it's gotten to the point where that's all you can do. Yeah, the almost. bare minimum is like my 110%, yeah. giving it my all, and it just feels like it's not enough lately. It's crazy. Um, that's what I was like, I was going to say, I feel like me and you and a lot of people that we have in classes are just so similar like we are definitely our own worst critics yeah and I have found myself kind of beating myself up like last night me and my boyfriend we had an hour drive home and so we were talking and I was like you know I just have to admit this to somebody like I almost feel guilty for taking a day off for my ring day my Aggie ring day the day that I'm supposed to be celebrating and having my family there I just I cannot believe, like, I'm so excited, but also feel like if I take a day off, even on a Saturday, I'm going to miss something. Yeah. Yeah, and the other day, I guess it was last week, um, no, this was, like, three weeks ago, geez, I had just gotten Piper, 
and was suffering from sleep deprivation because mm-hmm. she was adjusting and everything. And I was adjusting to kind of her schedule and whatnot. And there was a lot going on with classes, a lot going on uh, with some volunteer stuff that I do. And I was just completely overwhelmed. And we had been, well, I went to an event that weekend. And so I was sleep deprived from that. And I don't operate really well without a lot of sleep. And so I woke up and I was literally, it was like six something in the morning. I'm watching her eat. I'm dry heaving in the sink, like, <laughs> yes. and I'm like, this is not good. I'm lightheaded, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So I made the decision. I um, messaged some friends that work in the department, and I was like, is there any way you can cover my lab today? Because, um, I mean, it still has to get done. Yeah, exactly. So they were gracious enough. Um, one of them was gracious enough to cover the lab, and then I messaged the professor and was like, hey, I'm literally dry heaving, like, in the sink right now. I'm hoping I'll feel better, but right now I don't think I can do it. And I had to take the day. And then one of my friends came and got Piper and watched her for a little while, and I literally took a four-hour nap. Yes. And I told my (laughs) friends, I was like, I don't think I've napped like that since I had mono when I was in, like, eighth grade. (laughs) And so – Yeah. And I felt so guilty, and there were students the one day – that students were, like, coming to my office hours. There was, like, four of them. They were emailing me, and they were, like, hey, are you coming to office hours? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'd email them and tell them, no, like, I'm sorry, I'm out sick today. Like You're, like, go back to bed. Yeah, What are you doing up that early? Right? <laughs> and so, yeah, but I felt super guilty about it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that's what I had to do to be able to continue on. Yeah, and so. see, I was following in McKenna's footsteps, uh, like, a week, a week and a half after that, I got... I never run fevers, ever. I don't know about you, but my body just, it doesn't. And that's kind of been, like, one of my scariest things during COVID. Like, am I going to have COVID and not know it and yeah. um, and be carrying it but just not running a fever? And I get sinus infections really easily. Um, so I went to bed, uh, it was like a Thursday, with a fever. I had already gotten a negative COVID test just as preventative measures for yeah. that week. So I knew it wasn't COVID or at least it didn't feel like COVID. And we just, forget that there's sicknesses. I know. <laughs> it feels like we just can't recognize, like, you can be sick and not have COVID. You can be tired and not have yeah. COVID. Yeah. Like, not everything has to revolve around, you know, coronavirus. And so it's really hard, I think, for me to recognize that. And um, I had a fever for the first time in, like, years. Yeah. And my head hurt. I had chills. Like, I literally felt like I got the flu. I'd been hit by a train or something. And so I had to recognize that I just had to take the day off. Yeah. Yeah. You got to take hard. care of yourself before you can take care of others. Yep. And it took me, uh, like, seven days after that to go to the doctor because uh, I was really just that busy. Yeah. And I had gotten a negative COVID test, so I wasn't running around yeah, with COVID. Yeah. But um, I took the week off of classes, stayed home, because I typically try to go to my in-person classes when I can. Um, and I just felt, like, I don't know, like, guilty. Yeah. You know? feels weird. But I think that's something that's important to recognize as high achievers, um, that it's okay to take a day off. It's okay to give yourself the credit when credit is due, especially if you have been doing the bare minimum. If that's your best, then... Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all, all you, you can do. Yeah, that's all you can do is do what you can, give your best effort. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you got to take care of yourself, especially now. And I know we're seeing a lot of, like Dr. Deb was talking about in class the other mm-hmm. day, like there's research that's coming out saying that like we've reached this point in our COVID world where everyone is so exhausted 
um, experiencing a form of PTSD even yeah. from everything that's happened this last year, over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, t- it takes a toll. It takes a toll on you mentally and eventually physically because of everything we've gone through. And so I think you just have to extend grace to others and more importantly, extend grace to yourself uh, as we kind of work towards getting back to normal. I agree. And I will say I have had some amazing professors like Dr. Deb um, who have just been so, I guess, understanding. Um, And that's something that, again, you know, we talked about being in this like smaller department at A&M. It's such a big university, but everybody really cares, Um, which is something that I'm really thankful for because I, you know, I can't say that all of my friends have that experience especially at such a big uh, university like a&m it's it's huge yeah i mean what are we at Seventy thousand students moving up next year i think 75 75 yeah i think 75 plus and i'll also say too i've been really impressed with the interim administration same um same. our president our interim president and our uh interim provost are both they handled the storm and they've handled the coronavirus stuff very very well. I, I agree. Say. And they've taken students into account more than the previous administration did. I agree. And I feel like, I don't know, there there is no good solution to that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, we've been taken care of as good as they can. Yeah. Well, so, and I think even recognizing it, not yeah. just like brushing past it, like saying like, we know, you know, this is difficult, you know, we're going to give you extra time and require faculty to, you know... After the winter to storm. adhere to that. Yeah, yeah, to the winter storm, I think assignments weren't due. I mean, granted, it kind of backfired a little bit because everything was due. Oh, yeah. It seemed the day that it was allowed to be due. But they gave that time for students that, you know, still didn't have power mm-hmm. or were trying to figure out housing plans because their apartment completely flooded and they couldn't be there. Oh, yeah. Um, so they kind of gave us, what, a week? Like, I think week about a, a week after everything kind of got back to... Yeah working condition but even after that like it that week was just absolutely yeah it was still yeah it was yeah and I will say I'm I'm very thankful that they did that because um I some of my girls in my women's work they're in much harder majors I say harder but just different (laughs) yeah you know like nutrition pre-med pre-nursing and their professors if they had the opportunity to would have made them turn stuff in like as soon as possible and even I had professors I won't name names who up until they made that announcement were still trying to get us to turn stuff in. And it's yeah. like, okay, I'm sorry that you're sitting in your heated house yeah, with the running water. And we don't have Wi-Fi. Like. <laughs> I didn't have Wi-Fi. I couldn't take a shower. It was, ugh, it was disgusting. Yeah. It was bad. I felt like I was camping, but not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very thankful. Um, For sure. Yeah. Anyways, I guess our conclusion, we should get to that. Um, so... What health tips do you use when you're busy? When I'm busy. Busy. So I think the biggest thing health-wise is having some sort of routine Mm -hmm. and having go-to things that you know like this works. So you don't have to think about it so much. Mm -hmm. And my senior year of college, so fall 2019, I let my health kind of slip and I wasn't working out. I wasn't eating the best and it was starting to really affect me like physically. I was sick a lot. Um, I just wasn't taking care of myself. And so in the fall, 
of my senior year, I decided to make change. And so that's when I started going to Piranha. Um, I worked with a nutritionist that fall semester too to kind of get everything on track. And I learned so much from her. Um, so if you can, and I mean, it wasn't super expensive either. Yeah. So if you can find a nutritionist that's like certified and everything, of course. And if you just feel like you have no idea where to start, um, working with them for a couple weeks, I think mine was like six or eight weeks that mm-hmm. I worked with her, um, is so helpful because they'll kind of help you, um, eliminate things that could be causing problems based on your, like, you know, what you're experiencing, um, they'll give you like meal plans or like things to eat, different things like that. Mm-hmm. So I just made some like really simple changes. So, I mean, like everyone thinks, oh, yogurt, great. Um, you know, you think all yogurt's kind of like healthy. Well, I was eating like Yoplait, like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, love oh Yoplait. yeah. <laughs> My, this yogurt is so good for you. And, um, no, that thing has like so much sugar in it. And so my nutritionist was like, Hey, why don't you try like Okio's triple zero yogurt? And I'm like, okay. And it has so much more protein in it. Mm-hmm. little to no fat it tastes good and it's so much better for you because it's fueling your body and it's not like you know hounding it with sugar um which can cause you know all sorts of other problems oh like, yeah you get the sugar crash or like i'm hypoglycemic so if i don't have a protein then i get sick like i get nauseous yeah and so like switching things like that and then switching from like dairy creamer to almond milk creamer mm-hmm. and honestly i like it better um so just simple things like that um are super helpful and I mean I'm not saying you have to change everything from like uh like ranch to like yeah. fat free like <laughs> not to, not to, like the, I just keep thinking of the TikTok it's like tell me you grew up in a house with oh a mom my with gosh, an eating yes. disorder without telling me you grew up in a house with a mom with an eating disorder and it's like the light and fit yogurt and like the oh, 100 yeah. calorie packs like I'm not saying do that because that's yeah. not healthy either but taking the time when you're grocery shopping or like looking for things that you can change like maybe you love eating a crunchy snack when you get home from class Mm -hmm. and maybe instead of eating like pringles like maybe it's carrots and hummus like i know you've talked about i love carrots and hummus (laughs) and chickpeas are a great source of protein yeah carrots are crunchy and they're good for you get that (laughs) vitamin a so just like simple things like that that you can kind of change um in your lifestyle and it truly has to be a lifestyle change um and then when you're super busy it's like okay I know I have these things in my fridge just pack them up and go exactly that's kind of where I'm at right now is like I went to the gym once this week and that is literally all I had time for I love going to the gym it's like your piranha is my like I love weightlifting um getting a little bit of cardio in while I'm there it just helps me clear my mind it makes my day better um but I've just felt myself like missing out on that. So yeah. I just, you know, I am active. Like we talked about, yeah, I mean, I'm walking campus, all over like, the place, going all over the place, sweating all of that out now that it's getting hotter here yes. in Texas. Um, and I've just found myself like in this, like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Like sometimes I don't even have food at home because I haven't gone to the grocery store in a week. So, um, yeah, my go-to meal is, oh, they're going to take it off the menu. So I shouldn't say this, yeah. but the, um, grilled chicken wrap at chick-fil-a they're taking it off they're taking it off the menu why i don't know but connor my boyfriend went and got me one the other day and they gave him a little card that said they will be removing it from the menu so so i'm savoring it while i can but they're so freaking good it's like a salad chicken salad with a little bit of bread Hmm. um it's amazing i put a little bit of ranch on it i get a fruit cup with it i do get um 
half sweet, half unsweet tea, just because sometimes I'm craving a sweet tea. I also yeah. don't mind the, t- the taste of, like, uh, sweeteners. Oh, yeah. That doesn't bother me. Stevia, I really like stevia. Yeah, stevia does have a different type of taste. Yeah. Um, it's so sweet. But, yeah. So, I don't think I've ever told you this. Maybe I have, but my dad is actually diabetic. Oh, yeah. And I think he's... So, he's type 1, but got it later in life when mm-hmm. he was, like, 40. So, one of my biggest fears is getting diabetes. Like, yeah. randomly. <laughs> Just, like... I mean, that's valid. Like, yeah, I'm genetically predisposed to it. And, you know, I don't want diabetes because I'm deathly afraid of needles. And all my dad does is poke himself with needles all day. Yeah. Um, exaggeration, of course. Well, yeah, but, but, I mean... It's not fun. It's not fun to watch. It's not fun to go through. So, um, I do try to be healthy. You know, like McKenna said, it's a lifestyle. And yeah. I try to treat my body right when I can. But sometimes all you can do is go get that cool grilled chicken oh, wrap yeah. from Chick-fil-A, a hey, fruit cup, and go with it. Chick-fil-A stuff is actually pretty healthy. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get the nuggets with fruit, too. Yeah. Um, and their salads are really good. Oh, my gosh. I honestly The chicken nugget salads. Yes. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, McKenna actually texted me this morning and was like, hey, what do you want from Chick-fil-A? And I was like, I'm good, girl. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. I mean, I'm over here eating chicken minis. I'm eating pizza rolls. Um, I haven't been... It just seems like with the adjustment with having a dog and then, like, everything that's happening, I haven't been cooking as much. So, I mean, like, you can only do as much as you can. And if that's, you know, maybe you're eating Chick-fil-A or Subway or something. Like, just make it healthier healthier as as much as you can, like, decisions if you just don't have the time to cook. I mean, that can't be the expectation. But you can make conscious decisions to eat healthier when you can and take care of your body in that way and I also think the other thing too I had to learn to say no Mm -hmm. and me too (laughs) make time for myself and so um pretty much every day at 5 30 I everyone knows I'm at the gym yeah and that's 45 minutes that I'm disconnected from everything and I'm doing it for myself Mm -hmm. and I mean obviously sometimes you have a lot going on you can't do that and but I mean, like, for an example, um, when I was doing training um, to be a CASA volunteer, all of our trainings were Monday and Thursday evenings from, like, 5.30 to 8.30. Mm-hmm. So I got my butt up at 6 a.m. <laughs> and, <laughs> I went, know. and went and worked out. And if you truly, like, make it a lifestyle change, and obviously it doesn't happen every time. I mean, there are times that I canceled. Um, there are still times that I cancel, and I don't go every day at 5.30. But just as much as you can, when you can, making the exactly. decision for yourself to do something for yourself that's going to benefit you in the long run, mm-hmm. um, especially in today's world where it just seems like there's always something that's going to kill you. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like, <laughs> yeah, Chick-fil-A is probably going to kill us. I don't know. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um, so they're going to say peanut oil causes cancer. I don't the know. Lord's chicken would never kill us. Never. <laughs> but... When you can, when you can, mm-hmm. that's what's important is doing everything in your power to take care of yourself because at the end of the day, you only have one body and it's got to last you hopefully until you're like a hundred. So I hope so. <laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of yesterday in class in my a 422 class, which for those of you listening, a 422 is cultural pluralism. It's really fun. We get to learn about, um, my peers, we actually are doing um, heritage presentations, so like everybody's talking about so cool. their backgrounds, where they come from, all this cool stuff. Um, a guy in my class mentioned that he got his hundred-year-old grandmother 
literally 100-year-old, like, one of the first classes of ladies at A&M, which is, like, a huge thing. That's so cool. There's beautiful, crazy, dramatic history on women coming to A&M. Yeah. Um, because it, it was an army school, so yep. they didn't want girls coming. And I feel like I've heard this, um, that the very first class of females at A&M were, it was, like, 13. 13 of mm-hmm. them out of, like, thousands of men on campus. Yeah. Um, so I want to say whatever class year she was, it was back then when all that stuff was going on. They gifted her their 100-year-old grandmother, her Aggie ring. Stop. And it was a news story, and I want to go find it. I hope that he sends it in class because it was just like, even just hearing him mention it, it was so anecdotal and not really like in detail, but I was like, that is so sweet. That is so cool. So I hope I'm 100 years old and... I already am gonna get my yeah, Aggie ring, but <laughs> but imagine being 100 years old and somebody giving you your Aggie ring. Yeah. So Aggie rings are important. My boyfriend Connor, his dad actually lost his Aggie ring. So hopefully, if Scott is listening to this, I don't <laughs> think Scott will. But if Scott is listening, close your ears because um, we are planning on surprising him with his Aggie ring because he lost it years ago. Um, so yeah, that's in the works. Yeah. I love stories when that happens. It's so cool, like, when they're, like, the kid gets their ring, and then they turn around and surprise their parent because, like, they I lost know. their ring, or they couldn't yeah. afford to get their ring, like, when they, when it was time for them to get their exactly. ring. Exactly. Those are the best stories. I know. They're it's a rite of passage as, as an Aggie. Um, actually, my, so, my stepmom's family, um, that's kind of, like, how I got into A&M, and my stepmom is, like, definitely my mom. I don't call her my stepmom, but for purposes yeah, yeah. of it being, like, understandable, she's my stepmom. She's married to my dad. Um, so she actually lost her cousin to suicide and she was an Aggie. And so, um, her, her brother, the cousin who passed away, um, and then also my stepmom's brother or cousin confusing, um, they set up an Aggie ring scholarship in her name. So yeah. Yeah. I actually got my ring, uh, through a scholarship too, which is really cool. Yeah. And it, it's super cool. Like, there's so many ring scholarships because mm-hmm. people, I mean, they're expensive. The guys' rings oh are, like, gosh. over $1,000. $1,200 easily. Yeah, without a diamond or anything. Yeah. And the girls are, like, mid-500s usually because they're a whole lot smaller than the men. Mine was, I think, at least 600 after everything was said and done. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I paid 71-ish dollars because I did want to get, I have the smallest diamond. Yeah. In mine, which diamonds are my birthstone. So I wanted to get a diamond in my ring. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was very fortunate to receive an Aggie uh, ring scholarship. And um, when I worked in the College of Engineering, too, um, there were a lot of donors, both in the College of Engineering and College Bag, that create scholarships for students. And that's one thing that A&M does really well is provide scholarships. Oh, yes. Um, for students of all walks of life. Um and it's so special to see a student get their Aggie ring or I mean there's been like GoFundMes mm-hmm. for students to get their Aggie rings and stuff because I think as a community we recognize how much the ring means to someone as you reach that stage in your college career and being able to receive it is so special and then something else too that I always think is really cool I don't know if you've ever heard the story of when the bonfire collapsed um the yeah. students that took their rings and like if you're an Aggie, you understand, of course, but, like, your ring is your prized possession. Like, Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't ever take it off. Um, 
and you certainly don't want to like give it away mm-hmm. well there's a group of students that took their rings and our rings come with our names inscribed on them um so if you do lose it they can obviously like get it back to the right person mm-hmm. well, these students took their rings off and scratched their names off so that they couldn't be returned and i think it was four really four or five left them like at the memorial or like where it happened or whatever um and I think they have them on display somewhere. Probably in the association. Probably if the association. you go in there um, at the second level. Yeah, where they have all the rings. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. But yeah. That well, was like the biggest thing they could do. Aggie rings, <laughs> taking care of yourself, eating right, sleeping. Sleep is important. <laughs> all that good stuff and more. McKenna answered it today. She told all. <laughs> she told us everything. And this is why she's one of my best friends, because she gives the best advice. She's a mentor. She cheers you on. So, yeah. Thank you for being a part of the podcast today. Yeah. It was so much fun. I know. It was so much fun. I knew we would, like, definitely have enough time, enough content. Oh, yeah. But (laughs) we could talk for hours. I don't know. Everyone would be like, all right, everyone shut up. I know. (laughs) Well, bye, McKenna. And thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this episode of Through the Lens, please let me know. You can go on Apple Music, Spotify, Google, whatever, and leave me a nice little review. Um, Also, if you're interested in finding my social medias, my Instagram is at Lauren Provost Photo. Um, I post all of my fun stuff that I do throughout the day. I post all of my photos that I take and I post tips, tricks, advice, all that good stuff. Um, So feel free to follow me there and I cannot wait to give you the next episode of Through the Lens.